Yes, Lord, 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 we will sing of your goodness. Yes, Lord, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, just release that. Release a praise to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. Come on, go ahead, just release a praise to him. Come on. Come on, release the praise to him. Hallelujah, Lord. Woo. I will sing. The singing of your goodness, Lord. Life, you have been faithful. Has he been faithful? Hasn't he been faithful? Of the goodness of God. Of the goodness of God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Somebody say, Jesus. Jesus, come on, you can do it. Say, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord, praise you, King, praise you, King, praise you, King, hallelujah, Lord, there is no one like you, no one like you, no one like you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, woo! Jesus, Jesus, no other name, no other name like yours, no other name like yours, Jesus. No other name in which men should be saved. No other name but Jesus. We decree and declare the name of Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. We lift up the name of Jesus over every other name we lift up the name of jesus above every other name every name that's been named every name that shall be named we lift up the name of jesus Somebody say Jesus. Come on, say Jesus. 
Father God, right at the get-go, we decree and declare that Holy Spirit be Lord here this morning. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, be Lord over my life, my whole spirit, soul, and body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, Father God, I decree and declare, Holy Spirit, Lord, over my body. My body is the temple of Holy Spirit. My body is not a sanctuary for sickness. Say, my body is not an incubator for infirmity. My body is the temple of Holy Spirit. Many of you, the enemy has been lying to you and saying, because you smoked, because you drank too much, because you had substance abuse, because you, because you did some things that it disqualified you. Can I say that this morning you're being requalified? by a revelation of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? Can I say that you're being requalified with one revelation that Jesus paid it all? Can I requalify you this morning by saying the blood of Jesus Christ paid for every sin, every sickness, every disease, every problem, every pain, every lion, every mountain, every giant, everything that's trying to stop you, he has paid it all. Somebody say Jesus. Come on, you can say Jesus. Woo! Right now, in the, in the mighty name of Jesus, I decree a death sentence to sickness off of your life today. I speak right now to the spirit of infirmity that is affecting your breathing systems. I decree and declare the blood of Jesus Christ over you and the Rock Hakodesh, the holy breath of God, to go into your lungs right now and displace everything contrary to you fulfilling your purpose. I speak right now and I take authority over that respiratorial diseases and breathing issues and I command them to come off of your life in Jesus mighty name say I receive I receive I receive I receive there's somebody there's three people in here this morning who have been who were you were neglected as a child I don't know why he's leading me, leading me this way, but I just heard it in the spirit and I'm just trying to be obedient to the Lord and you're neglected and, and, you, and trauma set in and you began to separate yourself even from the family and you didn't even know why, but you, you didn't feel safe. You didn't, you didn't, I want to tell you, God is lifting off the spirit of trauma up from those that were neglected, rejected. And I want to say today, you, the rejection is leaving and the protection of Holy Spirit is even coming upon your life and the protection of a community is about to surround you. I, 
I release right now a deliverance anointing from childhood traumas now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Sheldon, can you just turn me up just a hair? When I can't hear my voice, thank you. I, I begin to shout louder and none of you need that. Some of you already feel like I, I yell at you. I'm not yelling at you, I'm yelling at your problem. I'm not yelling at you, I'm yelling at the infirmity. I'm not yelling at you. I just wanna, I wanna say to you from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of the hearts of the leadership, we love you. I, I believe I can speak for Pastor Kevin and Sherry that we just, we just love you guys. We are so appreciative of, of you and everything that you do in, in the church. And, and we just bless all the volunteers. I thank God that we are a volunteer-rich ministry and that, that God has favored us with such wonderful, beautiful volunteers and people. And I just want to bless you. And I just want to bless you, the congregation. I want, to, I want to tell you, we don't name you all by name every day. We do a lot of you, but some of you we don't know. But we are praying a prayer over you that you would receive the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We're, we're praying for the congregation and the attendees, e even online, and, and those that attend here every Sunday or the different other meetings. We are blessing you. And we're praying for you every day and we're believing for I'm sorry yes Lord we're praying for you daily because I missed two days this week on my travels to to really get into it <laughs> but I, I just want to say that we do daily lift you before the Lord and we are excited for what God is about to do in our assembly we're excited about the power of God that is about to be produced in on and through your lives it's the power of God that changes everything. Power commands change. Either you reject it and you, you're changed for worse, or you receive it and you're changed for better. Nothing stays the same when power is present. Say, I want the goodness of the Lord today. I want to receive all the resources that dad has for me this day this is my divinely designed day this is not like any other day this is a divinely designed day that he set aside for us knowing that we would be together in a corporate setting in a corporate anointing and we want to use this to propel us. Sorry, I got a mint in my mouth. I'm almost sounding like Sylvester the Putty Tat. But we, we want to use this corporate anointing today as we collectively come together. I preached a message here several months, maybe years ago, about the 600. And there were the 600 mighty men of David who were not mighty men in the beginning. They were wanted for treason and they were wanted for tax evasion. They were wanted for heinous crimes. They were wanted uh, because they, they just liked David. They were, they were, the, the king was trying to kill them like he was trying to kill David. And they, they were his motley crew. If you remember the hairband from the 80s. Different motley crew. 
Okay, it's funnier in my head. They came together and they, so many mighty victories. So many mighty victories. That they, their name got heralded and, and they became heroes in the nations all around. But one day on the fifth time that David was rejected, they talked up, these men turned on David and began to say that we're gonna stone you because of the, the awful circumstances and problems that they were facing and their children were gone, their wives were gone, their homes were burnt to the ground and they didn't know what to do. So they had to pass the buck somewhere and they looked to blame David and they were about to kill him. And David, he turned aside. The Bible says he turned aside. Somebody say, I got to turn aside. Don't point blame in a time of trauma. Take a moment to turn aside. And begin to pause and reflect. In, in your moments of adversity, when you don't know what to do, don't point the finger. Don't pass judgment. Don't be set up by a spirit of offense that wants to tear your dream apart. Take a moment and turn aside. The Bible says that David strengthened himself. The Bible says that David strengthened himself. Somebody say, kazakt. Come on, you can say a better, a better Klingon kind of an accent to it. Kazak. Thank you. You make a fine Klingon, Bob. The Bible says that he kazakt himself. He, he, he strengthened himself in the Lord. You encourage yourself. You, you take inventory of yourself you encourage yourself before you assess the situation. You turn aside. You take inventory of self. You strengthen yourself before you begin to assess the situation. If, you, if, you, if you're following me, say amen. So David did not come back with any railing accusation. He didn't say, you, you punk, I picked you up when you were 12 and you were stealing stuff in the marketplace and I brought you in and I healed you and I made you in this. He didn't, he didn't go over the other one. Are you kidding me? I saved your whole family? Are you kidding me? You're talking about stoning me? I'm the one that feeds you. He didn't do any of that. He didn't use the famous parental statement I brought you into this world thank you parents thank you for joining in on this none of that the Bible says he turned aside evaluated himself he strengthened himself and he came back with a better word Say, when I get in the presence, I get a better perspective and I get a better word, better than what I'm going through. I want to get into this morning how to strengthen yourself.
You're never left in an impossibility with an impossible exit. You're never led into a valley of the shadow of death that there's not a feasting table. You're never led into a problem with a giant in it that you don't have five smooth stones to take the sucker out. You're never led into a situation where God doesn't have a better answer than the problem you're facing. But we can't do it the world's way and win in the kingdom of God. Can't do it the world's way. We can't do it with might. We can't do it with strength in the flesh. We can't do it because I'm wiser, stronger, better looking. Even though I looked in the mirror this morning, I'll just tell you. None of the things, it's not by might, Zechariah 4, 6, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That power is not talking about Holy Ghost power. That's talking about the power that we pull up our bootstraps, that power that we get stronger by our own will and might. That's not going to work in this day. We need the Spirit of God. We need the Spirit of the living God operating and being Lord of every area of our lives. Can you say this morning with me, Father God, I make, I declare, I say, I decree, Holy Spirit, Lord, over my whole spirit, soul, and body and this day this church desert stream belleville ontario canada in jesus mighty name can we give god a hand clap of praise this morning hallelujah 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 oh hallelujah lord <laughs> Can you give the worship team a thank you as well? Thank you. Hallelujah. Is that Mark over there? How you doing, bro? Good to see you. You too, Jacoby. And yeah, Jody. No, just kidding. Love you, bro. Oh, good to see you. Darlene, were you our bus driver when we did the youth camp at, down on the res? Were you driving the bus the day that one of the youth fell out of the bus? Okay, that's plausible deniability right there. She's winking at me. No, no, just kidding. You had a kid fall out of the bus? How many have not heard that story before? Okay, well, I should probably finish it. But before I go there, David's 600 mighty men, they got up from that place after David got the better word from the Lord. And when he was strengthened himself, he took inventory of himself. 
You don't point fingers until you, first of all, do inventory in yourself and get to a good place. I'm going to talk to you in Acts chapter 1 where it, verse 4 says, don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power. Do you know what Jerusalem is? It's the city of peace. Don't leave your peace until you're endued with power. There's a place of power in the midst of your peace. If you're not, if you don't have peace, you got to get to a place where you can get peace because when you get, can you hear me this morning? Am I, am I boring? When you get to your peace, you will find your power. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Say, I receive greater levels of peace. The peace that passes all understanding guards my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Righteousness, peace, and joy are the three components of the pillars of the kingdom of God. Jesus came preaching grace and truth. But he told us that the kingdom of God is not, is not in eating and drinking, but the kingdom of God is what? In, in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not in you fulfilling the lust of your flesh, not, fulfilling, not having the best steak and lobster, or not having your favorite breakfast. Or it, it's, not, it's not just the physical things, but the kingdom of God is within the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, when you've been born again, Holy Spirit came into you because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Somebody say, I'm born again. I'm born of the Spirit. I'm born of the kingdom. I'm born of heaven. I'm born of Zion. I am born again. I'm a new creation. Come on, say, I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new person. All things have passed away, and all things have become brand spanking new. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. You can try tagging me with all that you want. I don't receive it. I am healed, saved, and delivered, and my past is forgotten, and I am delivered, and I have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on my worst day. Somebody say, on my worst day, I am the righteousness of God. He who knew no sin was made to be sin so that I could become the righteousness of God in him. Somebody say Christ Jesus. I am seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. I am seated at the right hand of the power source of everything right now. Not tomorrow. I may be tomorrow, but right now. I am in heaven. I am in the kingdom because the kingdom and heaven is in the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit is within me. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within me, that same spirit shall quicken my mortal body. 
this mortality shall put on immortality when the spirit of the living God rises up from the midst of me where he is dwelling and begins to shoot up out of me and rain back down on me. Say, I am a fountain for living waters. Say the same river. Say the same river that flows underneath the throne of God, the river, the, the river of, uh, underneath the glassy sea. Okay, let's start that again. Limited sleep sometimes does funny things to you. The same river that flows underneath the throne, the throne of God and under the glassy sea lives on the inside of me. Selah. Which means pause and reflect. Say same river that flows in heaven from the throne of God flows in me. Bill Johnson said several years ago, God is, the spirit of the living God is tired of being trapped on the inside of unbelieving believers. The greatest sin, in the sin that started everything that caused the fall of man, was not disobedience. Was not disobedience. That was an overflow of unbelief. And shifting your belief from one system to another system, from one source to another source. When you, when you stopped believing by starting to believe the other voice is when you get the fruitfulness of disobedience that causes the fall of everything. Say right now, I believe. Come on, say I am a believer. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is coming upon me. Because he is on me. So how does that, how is that? Say, I am a spirit. I live in a body. And I possess a mind, a will, and an emotion. Called the soul. I live in a body. I live in a body. I possess a soul. Mind, will, and emotions. I possess a mind, will, and I possess my history. I possess my experiences. I possess my feelings. My feelings don't possess me. When people say to you, well, my feelings are real. Yes, they are, but you can't make them God. They don't own you. You own them. You, you, you really offended me. I am very sorry. I never meant to. But don't let your a feeling of offense stop you from fulfilling purpose. Offense is the, is the dream killer. David could have been offended five different times in his life. He was rejected by his father, by, the, by his brothers, by the king, by the enemy, and by his men. He could have taken offense and stopped the journey. I just got back from Asbury University in Kentucky. 
it was average. I just wanted to say something to shock you. Wasn't expecting you to say that, Pastor Barry. But it could have been if I would have went there with an agenda. But I went there hungry and I went there thirsty. Were they the most profound preachers I've ever heard? They were pretty good. Was there any preaching? Actually, there was none. But they did some sharing, and it was beautiful, and it was humble, and it was, and it was loving. You could feel tangible love in the room. You could feel the elusive gift of the spirit of humility. Elusive gift of the spirit of humility because... It's elusive because you can't make yourself humble as much as you try. Because when you get to the place where you say, you say, oh, finally, I'm better than, oh, dang. Um, we, get, we get pride filled in our ability to be lower than. And then comparison, competition. It, it's elusive because it's only found in the presence of the king. It's something that is a gift like salvation. You can't earn salvation. You can't earn humility. You can't earn love. These things come by an intimate relationship with one who died for you. I guess right now, how long did it take Nikki to get in? Is it yesterday? Six, about six hours or something? How long, the line's like, what, a, a mile long? I, if you go on my Facebook, uh, just under Barry Miracle, I have some videos, and I videoed uh, how long the line was that went out of the property and round, around the block, and I imagine it's even further now that, and I can't even imagine how busy it was yesterday. I just can't even, with people, a lot of people having the day off, I'll tell you. But what is, what is it's all about hunger. It's all about thirst. What are you hungering and thirsting for? Can I ask you a question this morning? What are you hungering and thirsting for? Are you hungering and thirsting for your, for your needs to be met? Are you hungering and thirsting for your children to be saved? Are you hungering and thirsting for the job promotion? Are you hungering and thirsting for that marriage? Are you hungering and thirsting for your process? What are you hungering and thirsting for? And you'll find out that's what your God is. But if you are hungering and thirsting for the source of all, when you have him and you know you have him and he has you, you have everything. Somebody say everything is mine because he is in me. You have everything when you have the source of all. You have everything already. You have everything you, you, at your disposal. You have everything when you have him, when you have him. And I tell you, I, I just went in. We did, went in there, I think it was Wednesday night. We got into the church around 9 o'clock. And we just sat there, and I'm just trying to say, I'm asking Dad, why am I here? Why am I, why'd we just get up and drive 14 hours on a whim? We decided Tuesday night we got to be there. And I'm not saying because you didn't, you're not going to get. I'm here to deliver what I got for our assembly. I'm, I'm here. And if you're hungry and you're thirsty, you can get exactly what I got. It's called the unfair 
gospel of the unfair kingdom, of the unfair God. He gives you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for a spirit of despair. He gives you heaven for hell. He gives you, he gives you beauty of life instead of death. He, he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He, he saved you, he delivered you, and he's going to deliver you. And all you have to do is say yes to him. Say he's better than, than I could ever imagine. Elder Tom says he's more than enough. And I just want to say I concur. He has been so faithful and so kind all the days of my life. But my perspective at times had to change from my needs to his will. My, my job is, is not to receive an expected outcome because of the seeds that I sowed in water. Say my life does not consist of expected outcomes. My life consists of me sowing, watering, and letting God bring the increase. It's got to be a perspective change in who is Lord of our lives. So what Ashbury is all about is about holiness, humility, because of a love of the Father. And you can't have, you cannot have holiness and humility without a relationship with God. So it's actually a viving, it's a reviving of people who were vived. You can't be revived unless you're first vived. So that's what a revival is is a deviving of once was which was alive. And and people are going there and and I know my my daughter Victoria spent 8 hours um, on Thursday at the altar just being prayed for she got she got some uh, a little uh, more deliverance a little more healing. Uh, she felt that um, and I don't think she'd be upset to say this but she felt like God took tweezers and pulled depression out of her brain. I mean, that's amazing. I, 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 for, I don't even know what I got, but I went there, and I was at the altar for hours myself. Just I, At least, I would, I, without exaggerating, at least four hours I spent on my face before the Lord, around the altar, and just crying out and asking God to, to bring me and give me a grace to repent all the way through. And give me a grace to be delivered from the, the traumas that I don't even know that are causing me to miss the mark in areas that I don't even know I'm missing the mark. And we'd, we wonder why we're going around these mountains. We're wondering why we're, we're, we're not going into the promised land. We're not possessing all the harvest and everything that you've heard that you have the potential to. And you don't even know that you're being affected by traumas of your past. And you just need God to bring some revelation so that you can say, Daddy, take it all. And, and I just, I want to come before you today in the, last, in the last 45 minutes that I have to preach to you today. Maybe closer to 10. Nine. I want you to get hungry and thirsty to see the real Jesus. To submit your life to the one who paid it all. 
just want you to go before your God. And maybe you can do it this morning. And we'll have people that come, will come and pray for you. But, I, but I, I, want, I want to open up the altars in a few minutes for you to just come and lay it all down again. Can I say this is a new day? This is, this is a fresh beginning for many of you. This is your turnaround moment. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 21 and 22, and I've preached this message all over the world, how that God uh, prophesied over a change to our lives in an instant. Say, God can change things in an instant. Daniel chapter 7, verse 21 says, I saw the horn, the enemy, warring against the saints and prevailing against them. And a lot of us have felt the prevailing of the enemy as we've been, as we've been caught off guard, as we've been, as we've been uh, feeling the onslaught of the attack and the offensive becoming, the hurts and the wounds and, and, and the exact accusations, thank you, have been coming against you and all these things have been trying to stop you and lay, waylay you and de- deny you and try to define you. And I just want to say none of these things can if you just give it all to God. This is a season of your turnaround. I saw the enemy warring against the saints and prevailing against them. Somebody say until. Until the ancient of days came. And a judgment of favor was made on behalf of the saints of the Most High God. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Say, this is my until moment. This is my pivot point. This is my turnaround season. I receive it. And I'm asking Father God today. Give me the grace I need to repent all the way through. Make my conduits clear. Clear the pipes, Daddy. Remove all the sludge. Get rid of all the sin. Kill the foxes. Song of Solomon's 215. The lover of the person who is crying out, the, the father, the, the, the groomsman, the vine master. This person is crying out in Song of Solomon's 2.15. Crying out because they're tired of the foxes eating the fruitfulness, eating the grapes and drinking and sapping the, the anointing from the vines. Say, Father. There have been things that have been eating my lunch. There's things stopping my fruitfulness. There's been things stopping my anointing. Father God, these foxes got to go. Come and take the foxes away. I need fruitfulness. In this season, and I need a free flowing anointing in Jesus' name. So I gotta, I gotta put together this whole message in the next five minutes. The 600 mighty men that were gonna stone David headed down towards where the 
Amalekites were encamped that had all the women, the wives, the children, all the property of the 600 men. They got on their camels and they, they ran and they're heading down there and they stopped at the river uh, Besor. Somebody say Besor. The river Besor means uh, translated the river of refreshing. This altar can be a river of refreshing this morning. There, there's a stop that, that we have to make because we're in, in, a, in a war. We're in a war. But we need these oases at times where we can get refreshed and we can sit down by the river of refreshing. So the 600 men were heading down. 400 of them were still strong, and they were just so angry that it probably the, the, the testosterone or whatever is just at maximum potential, and, and the, all the endorphins were kicking in, and they're saying, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. Let's go. Let's go get our stuff back. Let's go get our kids back. Let's go get our wives back. Let's just get up from this place. Come on. But 200 were just overwhelmed with grief, and 200 could not go on. But I want to say to you, and this is a message that is going around the kingdom, I believe right now around the world, is that sometimes you're the 200, sometimes you can't go on, and sometimes you're the 400 and you're strong and you can go on, but you need to understand that we are always the 600. There's always room for you. We have to love one another. The biggest message that I got down there in Asbury is to love God ferociously and love your brothers and sisters around you ferociously. Because sometimes you're going to be weak and you're going to look weak and you're going to act weak and you're going to fall and you're going to falter and you're going to fail. But is Jesus the Lord of your life? You're still my brother and my sister or my sister. I cannot look at you after the flesh any longer, but I have to provide a place for you to sit down so you can be refreshed. If you need refreshing this morning, just say, Father, I need refreshing this morning. I think I'm looking at about the 200, and we've all been through the battle. We've all received all the attacks, and we've received things that have overwhelmed us and that circumstances have been just so overwhelming that we didn't know what to do like Paul the Apostle says. He says, things I want to do, I don't do, but the things I want, don't want to do, I find myself continually doing them. And he says, oh, this wretched flesh, who will deliver me? And then Romans chapter 8 in the verse, first few verses, he says, ah, oh, but by the Spirit do I put to death the deeds of the body. So I'm, I'm preaching to you about the one that is so powerful that he can crush sin, that he can drown out circumstances, that he can drown out situations, that he can, that he can come in and deliver you. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, stir up the gift that is within you by the lay, that you received from me by the laying on of my hands. He said, Paul the Apostle is writing Timothy, his dearly beloved son, from jail. And, and Timothy 
uh, is 17 years of age, and he's pastoring uh, 30,000 Gentiles. He's the pope of the Gentile church. Paul the Apostle's in jail, and he's saying, Timothy, I'm mindful of your tears, and I, and I know what you're going through, and I know all the things, and I know that the, your, your people are being thrown into the lion's den, and you've got to take care of the children. I know you're 17 years of age, and I put you in this position, but I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what the problem is, what the pain is, what the lion or the giant you're facing. All you need to know, Timothy, is you got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And if you just stir him up and let him out, everything changes. Everything changes. Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall receive, say, I shall receive power. It's not maybe, it's you shall. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Say, the only transferable anointing is a tangible anointing. He's trapped on the inside of you, but by your faith, and by speaking his praise and calling him forth, he can rise up in the midst of you. And he can mantle you, quicken you, and flow forth from you. Say, the creator lives on the inside of me. Your creator lives on the inside of you. And the enemy is trying to do everything he can do to keep you keeping him suppressed on the inside of you. And he's screaming loud, and I want you to turn your focus off of what you're going through. And I want you to turn your focus on who you're going to. I want you to learn how to strengthen yourself by stirring up the gift of the Holy Spirit. And one of those things is coming together as the 600, coming together as the, as the body of Christ. When you get in this corporate anointing, you, you get stirred. I want, you to, I want you to learn how to strengthen yourself by spending significant moments with the Lord. You have 24 hours of the day. A tithe of 24 hours is two hours and 40 minutes. Just throwing it out there. So you mean I got to spend two hours and 40 minutes with God? No, I want you to spend 24, 7, 3, 6, 5. I want you to always have God consciousness. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. We got to stop acting like the world. We got to stop acting like Jesus didn't die for us. We got to stop acting like Holy Spirit doesn't live in me. We got to stop acting and start being. Mark, we got to start being everything he says we are. It's possible to live a life of the denial of your flesh. Stop believing that you're your own. Say, I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. Until you get that revelation, I don't even know if you're born again. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying if you, if you 
are still living, 20 years later, you're living a life of no uh, fruitfulness of the righteous spirit of God on the inside of you? You might want to say, Father God, I, I might have missed, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm coming before you today, and I need to know that I 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 know that I'm saved. I'm not coming to you today to question your salvation. I'm coming to you today to make sure Jesus is Lord. Holy Spirit is Lord. And that I am no longer the master of my destiny. He is. Somebody say, Jesus is Lord of my life. Just to quickly sum up the story, there was a, a young man that fell out of a bus that I was the youth leader of this camp. Fly, go, going down the road, we were, we were, we were going to McDonald's. I was, gonna, I was buying everybody everything because we had an amazing day and I just wanted to just treat them. And, and so the bus was full and the, this one Cree Cree kid from, I think, Moose Factory or something, or Skaganish, I forget. He, he's leaning up against the, the, the suicide door uh, at the back of the bus, and, and he falls out of the bus. And, I, and I'm standing where I could see the rear view mirror down in where the steps are, and I see this kid tumbling down the road. And I'm like, I, talk, I turned from Dr. Jekyll into Mr. Hyde, and I said, pull the bus over. Nobody move. And I jump off the bus, and I'm going, raise him from the dead, Lord. Raise him up, Lord God. Heal him. Deliver him. I'm just thinking, oh, my Lord. What have I done now? As I approach him, he's walking back towards me. He's a bloody mess gravel, everything you can imagine. We get him on the bus, and we, I pray for him. All pain leaves his body. And I say, we're not going to let the enemy rob from us this day. I gave an altar call, and six kids gave their hearts to the Lord. Yeah, you can go ahead. That's that. I never got very many calls to be youth uh, leaders. I don't know why. Uh, my resume was excellent. But what are you going to do when you hit those moments and you don't have the spirit tempest in your life? You don't have the, the spirit of God stirred on the inside of you. What are you going to do when, when, when the... The mortgage company is coming for your house. What are you going to do when you lose your job? What are you going to do when circumstances are really real and you haven't spent those significant moments of stirring the Holy Spirit? He wants to be there for you. And, there, and thank God for those miracles that happen. But I want to tell you, there's a much better way to live in the kingdom of God. And that's on a regular basis, stirring up the gift of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. I don't know. Can I have somebody just go to the guitar and, and just play some really cool uh, blues riff? maybe some thanks Paul bless you Paul
So good to see you today. Looking fine. Yeah, just, yeah, right up. There you go. Excellent. Hey, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Praise God. So I would love to just release a mass impartation of, of the spirit of revival that, that is on me. And, and I, we need, does anybody need to be revived? I mean, I want to be revived. I, I'm, 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 I'm like, if, if there's a fresh anointing, I'm like, I'm like uh, one of the preachers I, I heard say one day, he said, I don't care if they're giving an altar call for pregnant black women from Kenya and there's an anointing on that man. I'm saying, that's me, that's me, that's me. Hungry on how thirsty are you? Are you embarrassed to be hungry? How hungry are you? We were hungry enough. I was really good there for a minute. I don't know what happened there. Thank you. How hungry are you to live the full life? No matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the situation is, you don't have to be dictated to by the problems of your past. It's time to let go and to latch on to God. He is the only answer for this world. There are at least 18 different communities that were sparked by Asbury University. At least 18 different revivals going around all over the world. At least. And that, that was the last. People are waiting six hours to get to an altar. You can do it in 60, maybe 32 seconds. The same God that's there is in you. And he wants to come out of your spirit and into your body and mantle your minds because you have to. You have to let him out. Revelations chapter 3, and I believe it's verse 15. But it says, I stand at the door and knock. He's not trying to get in because this was to the seven churches of the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ. He's not trying to get into you as believers. He's trying to knock and knock and seek and ask to come out of you. Many of you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. You need the gift of, of speaking in other tongues. You need these things because you are about to step into your greatest moments, but some of you will step into your greatest opposition, which will actually, with the Holy Spirit, become a greater opportunity. Because when you add God to your, your circumstance of, of, of misopportunity, if you, if you add God to your opposition, it actually equals opportunity. So if you could stand with me this morning. And as Pastor Kevin says it, just lift your hands like you're going to receive a gift. And if you have to go, we completely understand. But I'm suggesting don't. I've got to, I've got to get on the road at 1.30 because I've got to preach 
two hours from here in Newmarket at four o'clock. I got to finish ministering there and I got to be dropped off at the airport and Tammy and I are flying, flying out at 1.20 this morning or this coming morning. We all have excuses. We all have reasons of why we're not moving closer. But I just want this day to be a, a moment of impartation to you of hunger and of thirst for the things of God. I, I want the Word of God to become hungry on the inside. I want you to be hungry for the Word of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How do you taste Him? You've got to eat His Word. His word is a light unto your path, a lamp to your feet, a foundation to your lives, health to your flesh, strength to your bones. It's you're everything the word says you are and you can become everything the word says you can become and you can have everything that the word says you can have. Say the blessings of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow. You don't want to get blessed by the world because it comes with expectations. The blessing of the Lord comes with none. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich and adds no sorrow. You have an equity of victory in every area of your life when you're blessed by the Lord. So that's the third thing, is the word. This morning, I want to release a hunger and a thirst after the things of God, the word of God, the presence of God. These things will cause you to be able to stir up the one who has it all. So Father God, right now I generously received and Father God, this morning I want to generously impart freely everything that I received. So say this after me. Say, Just put your hands out like you're receiving a gift if you want it. Say, Father, I am a generous receiver of your goodness, of your promises. So today, come on, you can do it. Lift your hand. Say, today, I receive an anointing for hunger, for thirst, for your word, for your presence. Father God, I receive an anointing coming from Barry today that is from you only. Holy Spirit, be Lord over my life. I receive today everything I am to receive in Jesus' name. So, Father God, I release right now this anointing over Desert Stream. <sighs> now, I release hunger. I release thirst for righteousness. I release hunger for your word. I release hunger for your presence. I release honor and I release the spirit, spirit and gift of humility. I release, Lord God, the spirit of love. I'm, I, I release right now, Lord God, Everything you gave to me, I release it to this congregation now. 
In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Say, I receive this day, Papa. I receive your resources. I receive your goodness. I receive your loving kindness. Help me, Father God, from this moment on to make you king, to make you Lord, because you are my Savior. In Jesus' name. So I'm going to open up the altars, and if you want to come up and receive prayer, you are more than welcome to run up here as quick as you can. Uh, but we bless you guys. Keep Tammy and I in prayer. We're, we're heading for Mexico. And um, it's not going to be all work. Um, okay, well, Kevin says it's not going to be any work. I'll have to probably make coffee and stuff like that. Yeah. But pray for us. Pray for a safe journey. I have an extremely crazy, busy journey ahead of me of just spreading the gospel. And I'm just honored to come out of this house. Pastor Kevin, I just honor you and Sherry and, of course, uh, Mark and Rhonda and, and Mark and Katrina, I honor you guys. I bless you guys, and thank you that you've covered us and that you've you've um, you send us. And we're honored to be from this house. Honored to work with you guys for the last 25, almost 30 years. But um, thank you guys. Thank you for praying for us. But if you want prayer, just come on up, and uh, and we'll just release whatever God has for you. Amen. Bless you guys, Father God. Thank you for this this congregation. Bless them shine your face upon them. And until next week, have a great week, guys.